The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Transformation for Success with Dr. Barbara Young. If you're looking for something more, something different, something better, this is your opportunity. Over the next hour, we'll talk about inspiration for personal and professional success. Now, here is your host, Dr. Barbara Young. Well, good afternoon and welcome to the Transformation for Success show. I'm Dr. Barbara Young, your radio talk show host. I hope you're having a great day. It is Terrific Tuesday and I want to give you encouragement, hope, as well as guidance today through great inspirational stories of a wonderful guest that I have today, the very talented, intelligent, beautiful, ah, Miss Florence (laughs) LaRue. (laughs) So I want you to stay tuned, listeners, that we're going to have a great show today. I want you to realize that this show, the intent of this show is to inspire you to achieve greater heights and to greater physical and emotional health and spiritual well-being. I'm here every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I want to share with you for many years, my passion has been to empower people with simple success principles to transform their lives. It is not rocket science. It is not that difficult because each day I am driven to make a difference in the lives of others. And I know, like most people, you want success and you want it now. But transformational change takes work. And sometimes people want to bypass the work, but they are things that you must do to get results. And it's empowering to learn from others who've achieved at a level you desire. And believe me, you can learn transformational success more rapidly. So today, I have an exciting and world-renowned guest on the show who's going to share her amazing journey of transformational success. Our show today is entitled Beauty PMS, stands for Physical, Mental, and Spiritual, with the famous legendary singer of the fifth dimension, Miss Florence LaRue. Good afternoon, Florence. Good afternoon, Dr. Barbara. (laughs) I am so excited, I'm telling you, to have you on the show, and I just want to share uh, a little bit about you with our listener audience who uh, want to be up to date on who this wonderful, beautiful woman is. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, There are really no words, I think, uh, Florence, to describe really you. Um, you are the remaining original member of the fifth dimension. And I tell you, I, you know, get excited every time I think about it because I remember watching you on television and watching how beautiful you moved and how graceful you were and slim. And I was like, I want to grow up and be and look just like her. And, uh, no, I'm serious. You know, you were like idols and icons. Wearing those high heel shoes still. (laughs) But anyway, uh, I can't. Do you justice, really? 
and saying how wonderful you are. And not only just outside that you're beautiful, you're talented, you're intelligent, but you're beautiful inside. And I think that's what counts. It's the inside. And that's what I really hope that this show is going to provide people with that spark to know that it's not just about the outer beauty, but it's about the inner beauty. So well, my grandmother used to say, pretty is as pretty does. <laughs> and those are some true words. Now, over the course of a phenomenal career, this woman has produced 14 gold records, six platinum records, eight Grammy Awards, and many other awards that are just too numerous for me to mention. But I tell you, Florence continues to surprise her fans with her talent, her stamina, and endless energy. And I know she is a woman of God, she's spiritual, and she's a consummate giver to others. And she gives her best to whatever she is involved in. So today, our discussion is going to center on her transformational journey and the new direction her career has taken her as a solo artist and her book writing ability and a new book that she has that's coming out called Let Your Light Shine, which we'll talk about. And that book talks about mental, physical, and spiritual beauty of seasoned women. I like to use the word seasoned women. (laughs) (laughs) So welcome, Florence, again. It's a pleasure to have you. And first of all, Tell, tell us a little bit about Florence. Uh, where were you born, and what was your childhood like growing up? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I was in itself. Um, I was born in New Jersey. And, wow, I didn't uh, know that. Okay. Uh-huh. And my, was, my childhood was interesting because I was very shy. And uh-huh. also, I was the only black uh, female, usually... I was always the only black student in an all-white school. I grew up in a white neighborhood. Uh-huh. And the reason that happened was because there was a street that divided the black community and the white community. Well, my house, our house, happened to be on the white side. So that's mm-hmm. how I ended up going to these white schools. Wow. And uh-huh. there was one other uh, black girl next to her, and we're still friends to this day. But uh, most of the people in the neighborhood were were Italian, but the school I went to was an almost all-white school. And it's mm-hmm. so funny because uh, you look at my school pictures, and it's not too difficult to find me. <laughs> <laughs> well, what was your experience like? I mean, were, did you feel different, or did you just fit right on in? I'm sure you did. Well, I no, I didn't exactly fit in because, first of all, as I said, being black, in mm-hmm. an all-white school, but uh, there were, I did not experience a lot of prejudice. But I, I was just a shy kid. I remember I went back to a, a reunion, and there was, there was an old custodian there. He says, I remember you. You were always by yourself, and you always wanted to be different. I, I always like to, I like to do my own thing, have my own identity. But because I was so shy, sometimes mm-hmm. people even thought I was stuck up, you know, they would call you. But and oh, also yeah. because I really liked classical music. Now you know most young people are not into classical music, but I think it's that my father's influence because he was in the army mm-hmm. and uh, stationed in Germany and Europe, and he really liked. Uh, and my mother also liked classical music. She wanted mm-hmm. to be a ballet dancer, so I took ballet lessons and played the violin. And there weren't any other black children doing that back then, so right, I, I was right. really quite different from everyone else. Now, did you feel different? Uh, but but how I did. I, I mean, did. it's so funny. I'm going to tell you, Doctor Barbara. <laughs> uh, 
I had a friend, an Italian friend, just a sweet girl, really nice. But sometimes, you know, they would like to do naughty things, like, and they would go and maybe sneak some candy from a store or something like that. And I was such a goody-goody, I wanted to fit in. So one day I did two things. One day I did something and trying to get detention. And don't mm-hmm. you know the principal said, well, you're so good all the time, we're not going to give you detention. <laughs> then I went to the store with my girlfriends, and I took a candy bar, and I was so scared, I almost got caught putting it back. <laughs> <laughs> trying to fit in. And oh, that, that sort that's of a lasted into story. my adulthood, because I remember um, when I became a singer, I was really embarrassed, because I didn't sound like what people expected black people to sound like. And I wanted to riff like Aretha, you know, and, and some of these awesome <laughs> black singers. So I, I, I chose the song when I was putting together the Fifth Dimension show. You remember the song, I'm Going Home? I think it was the Spinners. And, yeah. oh, and I tried to riff like them. It was the <laughs> worst thing you have ever heard because it wasn't me. Well, I heard the song on the radio, and it was Johnny Mathis. He sounded wow. nothing like the Spinners, but it sounded great. And that's when God showed me, be yourself, be the best you can be, and don't try to imitate anyone else. That's one reason I called my book, Let Your Light Shine, instead of trying to imitate other people. So I spent all my childhood trying to fit in, and it didn't work. You know, that's a powerful lesson, and it's a powerful principle um, that I espouse as well. Be yourself. Yeah. Uh, and and enjoy yourself. Uh, try quit trying to be like somebody else. But God has given your own package, well intact. And That's so a, it's well, a wonderful know, one, principle one to learn that early because so many of us time. try to fit in <laughs> and Sorry. to find out you don't need to fit in. You've got to fit already. <laughs> right. One thing it did do for me is it made me excel because I excelled trying to be accepted. So I excelled in sports and dancing and things mm-hmm. like that. Oh, that was great. And, of course, that probably did you well, too. Now, yes. one of the things I, I noticed, you have a bachelor's degree, and I didn't mention this, uh, in education. And the interesting thing is that, Florence, you received this uh, degree during your first year as a member of the Fifth Dimension. How did this happen? Well, my, I, I, when I was younger, I had a wonderful teacher, Miss Stover. I still remember her name, the little roly-poly lady. She was just so wonderful. And I, two, the two things I wanted to do when I was younger, I wanted to be a teacher, and mm-hmm. I wanted to be in the movies. So <laughs> my mother had the opportunity when she was younger to be an actor. She was beautiful, but her mother wouldn't allow it because they didn't think that was you know, a respectable thing for a young lady in those days. Mm-hmm. So my mother uh, really supported me and in, in, uh, my desire to be an, an actress. However, she suggested that I, um, knowing that I wanted to be a teacher, she suggested that I get my degree in uh, education first so I'd have something to fall back on. Now, when I say fall back on, it really uh, kind of irritates me today because, to me, teaching is not something you fall back on. I feel right. that teachers should be paid more than entertainers or athletes because they are molding the future you know, of, of our country, and teachers are not paid enough, and they're not respected. But anyway, that's why that's I got true. my uh, teaching credential. Uh-huh. And uh, when I came to California, I wanted to, I came because I wanted to be in the movies. Well, I didn't know, you know, how to go about meeting producers and that type of thing. So friends of mine entered me into beauty contests, and oh. I was 
uh-huh. who win quite a few. I was Miss Bronze, Miss Miss um, Valverde, which PBS has been showing that. It was 100 years ago. <laughs> but I was <laughs> no, Valverde, I was Miss Coppertone, Miss This and Miss That. Well, the year I was in the Miss Bronze California contest, I won the talent. Now, I was not a singer, but you had to do some type of talent, so I sang. And mm-hmm. I'll tell you, there was no reason. There were young ladies in that contest who could sing circles around me. But this was another lesson that I learned because I worked with a gentleman, and um, he had me do something different. All the young ladies came out. I mean, wonderful singers. They came out and they sang in their beautiful gowns. But mm-hmm. I came out in a white suit, the big white hat, carrying a white uh, a hat box and sang April in Paris in French. And because, oh, wow. <laughs> because he had taught me, you know, a stage presence, and I did something different, mm-hmm. I learned years later, one of the judges came to me and he said, I know you won't remember me, but I was a judge when you were in the Miss Bronze California contest. And when you came out, dressed like that, and sang that song, Eartha Kitt, who was one of the judges, said, there's your winner. So I really uh, owe my uh, career to Eartha Kitt. It's but um, what happened when I won, a gentleman uh, came who was a photographer for the contest came and said, well, I, I'm with this group, and uh, one of the young ladies left. We needed someone else. Would you join us? I said, no. I don't want to be an aggressor. First of all, I'm not a singer. Uh, I'm in my last year of college and getting my teaching credential, and, and I don't want to. Well, he kept you know, trying to, oh, come on. I said, I don't have time. I'm working full-time. I was working as an electronic assembler at Hughes Aircraft. I said, I don't have time. Well, he he just kept bothering me and bothering me, and finally I said, yes, and that was Lamont Macklemore, and that's how I got into the fifth dimension. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> you know, I've always wondered about that, and I, I I was, I'm sure the that. audience is going to be intrigued because one of the things um, that I will say to many people, and I know you've told them this too, Florence, that things come to you. When you're on a destiny course, you don't have to knock down doors. You don't have to particularly push and push, but one thing you must do, and that's be prepared at every level. And maybe you didn't recognize it, but you, all of the things that happened in your background, that in your childhood, things that you learned, how to persevere, how to use and utilize your talents, all for that one day when a door opened, and thank God you had good enough sense to accept that door and that opportunity. I I think it's wonderful. It's luck. Luck is when preparation meets opportunity. And actually, this was God's uh, uh, direction for me because I had no at all on becoming a singer. Right. That's what I was, uh, that's my point, is that God opens doors. We may push and push and push, but he does open the doors and people will come to you. So that's a very fascinating point and I'm glad uh, you mentioned that because that was my question. How did this happen that you're getting a degree in education and all of a sudden you're a member of the fifth dimension? Now, what was that like? Because you're on the road traveling and with the power. I do want to go back a bit and and mention that, you know, because people say to me, oh, well, you wasted your education. No, I used my education studying to become a teacher. I use that. I go to school Mm -hmm. and I speak and I really enjoy teaching, uh, whether it's children or whether it's adults teaching is something I really enjoy doing, and, and I'm, I'm very good at it. 
And that's something that you have that can – I remember a professor many years ago when I was in high school said, what you learn here in, in your mind and what you learn, no one can ever take away right. from but that, so but that also, teaching, got <laughs> you got your credentials. <laughs> since I got into the group and I wasn't a singer, for there were years where I was I was unhappy because you know the other young lady she she had been studying voice all along and she was a wonderful singer and um, I was as I said I was very shy and then not being a singer and being in a singing group finally one day I realized you know what. Maybe I better learn how to sing. So to this day, I continue to take voice lessons. Oh, that's great! And you're a wonderful singer. I mean, I just heard you recently, <laughs> and you are still good, lady. <laughs> but what what was your life like, Florence, traveling on the road? And you know, you guys were on television a lot, and uh, traveling with such a powerful and famous group. What was that like? It was very interesting, and it's not until I sit and look at old tapes and listen to the recordings that I realized what an awesome career we had because mm-hmm. it was all I, all I knew. It's just if you're a secretary and you're going to work, then you don't think it's any big thing being a secretary for a big uh, organization. Well, right. it's the same with me. Uh, and, and also I was very shy. There were many times when I you know, would kind of hold back, be by myself. But it was it was a wonderful experience. All the, the many countries that we uh, had to visit, singing at the White House. Um, wow! Let's tell you one thing about my career. I regret that I didn't uh, bond more with the members of the group. You know, okay. instead of isolating myself, uh, I think we became actually better friends when. Uh, after they left the group, because, you know, the original group was only together for 10 wonderful years. Okay. And uh, this, this is my 50th year with the group. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I, I wish that I had, number one, uh, I, I, I was what I call a closet Christian. I didn't um, express my Christianity because, you know, I don't want them thinking I'm a Jesus freak or, you, mm-hmm. you know, that type of thing. Because I, And also, you know, drugs were all around us. I mean, people would offer us drugs. Thank God I did not become involved in that scene, in drugs or alcohol or any of those type of things. But mm-hmm. I was, I was, um, I, I would wish I had really uh, shared my faith more. Okay. And then friendlier with, you know, bonded more with the members of the group. Did you suspect, Florence, that a large part of that might have been your shyness? You talk about oh, that yes. you and were shy. Because, yes, part mm-hmm. of it was because I was an only child for 10 years. So okay. I was always to myself, you know, and always mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, alone. And I, and I did not make a lot of friends easy, easily mm-hmm. at that time because of the mm-hmm. shyness. Okay. Now, what did you ever, uh, I mean, one of the things that I know, uh, certainly about show business and entertainment, there are so many challenges. And you talked about oh. the challenges of drugs being all around. And yes. how did you escape from that? Did you just make up your mind that you were never going to do that? And that was just always ingrained in you in terms of your values? Well, first of all, I, I was, uh, um, I, don't, I don't know what you would call it. I was scared to do anything, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I grew up in the church. I taught Sunday school, so, so I knew it was wrong, so I wasn't very adventurous in, in that type of way. Thank goodness. And, mm-hmm. you know, to be quite honest, 
I really think God just had his hand on me. You know, yes. knowing that uh-huh. um, if I had tried drugs, I probably would have, I, I know I would have been addicted because I had that type of personality. I'm all or nothing. So um, <laughs> one, uh, one of my greatest trials was accepting my quote-unquote celebrity status because I didn't think I was worthy. You know, I had mm-hmm. low self-esteem and I was shy, and um, that was difficult for me. Um, I, I imagine. How did you overcome that, though? I mean, because here you are, a celebrity. You're constantly in the spotlight. How did you overcome this feeling of you weren't good enough or, you know, you weren't worthy? What did you do to overcome that? To be quite honest, it's just been uh, recently that I've been, I'm still working on it that to overcome mm-hmm. it. Uh, mm-hmm. After a while, all the awards and accolades, they were not fulfilling, and I felt like something was missing, mm-hmm. you know. Um, as I said, when I was younger, I taught Sunday school, and I went to church every Sunday. Well, I got away from that because we worked, you know, our biggest shows were Saturday night, so Sunday morning, I was too tired to go to church, or I thought. Right. Mm-hmm. Then, the Lord spoke to my heart. He says, I've given you a successful career. You've been all over the world. Can't you give me one hour a week? Mm-hmm. And do you know, after I experienced that, I would go to church every Sunday, no matter where in the world we were. I even went to church in Amsterdam, and it was in Dutch. <laughs> and I tell people, going to church every Sunday did not make me any better than anyone. Mm-hmm. But what it did was it gave me the strength to face the world, you know, to be in the world and not of the world, and and fellowshipping with other Christians really strengthened me. And to this day, I try to set my schedule so that if I'm on the road, my flight will allow me to go to church. Right. And good. Yes. Now, how did how did marriage come into being and children, and how did you manage to juggle all of that? Because one of the questions a lot of people ask, you know, particularly celebrities, how in the world do you manage? you know, getting married and having children, and and that's a juggle, let me tell you, just for ordinary folks. (laughs) Right. Actually, getting married came easy to me because I married the group's manager. (laughs) (laughs) So um, that didn't plan it that way, but that's how it happened. But um, I must tell you, if I had it to do over again, I would have put my career aside when I had my child, spent more time with him, and then entered into my career, because I was blessed to be able to take my baby on the road with me all over the world. I took a nanny. I nursed him on trains and planes and buses, Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. it was great. But when he started school, I um, felt it was best for him to to be home, and I had my aunt come and live with me because I didn't want to leave him with a stranger, because that was a big mistake, because I found out years later she was uh, Auntie Maine. (laughs) Okay. Okay. But... um, no, it it was very difficult. I mean, I spent many a year crying over the fact that I, you know, did not stay home um, more. Of course, I would come home for important events for my son's school, but I ended up uh, divorcing his father, so he didn't really have either one of us there. I sent mm-hmm. him to military school because I wanted him to have that male influence. But still, a child needs his parents, and he needed quality time and not things. I thought I was giving him a better life because he mm-hmm. had things that I didn't have, a big, beautiful home and things. Mm-hmm. That, 
that's not what children need, you know. So it, it was very difficult being married. I admire people like, uh, what is it, Angelina Jolie, who take all her children on the road with her. I can imagine. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. But it, it's, it's expensive, but it's worth it. What, what specific turning point um, did you experience um, that changed you? where you begin to really tap into your spiritual side. Um, quickly, before we take a break, we're going to come back and uh, answer that question, but was there a particular turning point uh, in your life that you experienced that said, this is it, I'm going to really devote now? You're going right. to church, I realize that. but that I don't you remember st- any particular incident, but as I said, mm-hmm. after a while, I was just feeling empty, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, and mm-hmm. then I realized that it was, it was my it was God and, and my spirituality that I was missing, and that's why I wasn't as fulfilled as I had been. Okay. Well, hold that point. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back with my discussion with the beautiful, talented, and intelligent Florence LaRue. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. Are you ready for a health, life, and empowerment show in one? Then be sure to listen every week for Living Well with Ann Beal. Ann takes her long-running TV show to the Internet Talk Radio airwaves with guest experts and insight designed to help you live a healthy and successful life. By hearing from the experts and those who have found success, our goal is that you too will be motivated to do the same. Living Well with Ann Beal can be heard every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Technology moves fast. Our world is shrinking. Now we can get information across the planet as fast and as easily as right across the street. Why are we becoming addicted to the ever-increasing fear and negativity of today's media? Isn't there enough drama throughout the world? Take a break every Monday for Power of Peace Radio with Kit Cummings. We help restore peace in our communities with powerful solutions in order to bring hope to those who need it most. Power of Peace Radio, Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Now on Voice America. The road you travel in life is never a straight line. It's more like running around in circles, which is not a problem when you make Richard Flint a part of your world. When you're standing next to Richard, you begin to see a lot less confusion and a whole lot more clarity. Things just start falling into place. Every Thursday, 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. The power to be with Richard Flint. Join us and more power to you. When you make decisions, do you ever find yourself in doubt? Are you trying to figure out what's right with you? Are you ready to truly change your life? Listen for the Access Consciousness Radio Show with the founders of Access Consciousness, Gary Douglas and Dr. Dane Here, Consciousness is all about including everything and judging nothing. Our program will help you break free from your personal limitations and enhance positive change in all areas of your life. Tune in to Access Consciousness, Thursdays at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. When is the last time you saw sparkles of life in your day? Each day holds a treasure, the extra in the ordinary. It is too easy to miss them because they're familiar and we take them for granted. If you want to add sparkle to your day, listen to Mighty Gems, spotlighting everyday jewels with Dee Lee. 
She offers a new way to view the world and to discover your own mighty gems in daily life. Listen Fridays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. What makes you the best you can be? Is it money? Is it success? Maybe it's love, a good career, home, and family. Could it be a bit of all of these things? Be the best you can be with Dr. Linda Sanicola, along with her featured guests, will bring you the tools that could be the answer to the questions you've been asking. You'll get to the root of some of the problems that have been keeping you from being the best you can be and tackle them head on. Listen every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. This is Transformation for Success. To reach Dr. Barbara Young or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at transformationforsuccess.com. Now, back to this week's program. Hi there, and welcome back to Transformation for Success show with Dr. Barbara Young. I'm your success coach and we are talking with Miss Florence LaRue on the topic of beauty, PMS, physical, mental, and spiritual. And just before break, my guest and I, we were talking about really successfully juggling roles as a mother, as a wife, and being a professional entertainer. And so one of the things that we were discussing is some of her, her look backs, I would say, or reflections upon her life. And one of the things, Florence, I think um, that's very important for all of us to know is that children and adults, as you mentioned, need love, most importantly. Oh, yes. And love is an action verb, you know. You have to yes. show love. You know, you know um, Doctor, many people don't know how their children or their spouses need love. People are very different. Some people need, uh, need, need verbal, I love you. Others like gifts. Others, um, you know, there's a book, The Five, I forget what it's called, The Five Ways of Showing Love. And you mm-hmm. need to know um, how people need to show For instance, when I was younger, my mother, I don't remember my mother and father saying I love you. But my mother worked her fingers to the bone to get me things she really couldn't afford, like ballet mm-hmm. lessons and violin lessons and, mm-hmm. you know, a better life. But what I needed was those hugs and kisses. And my father didn't either. In fact, I told my father, you know, about he never really said, I love you. He said, well, of course I love you. I love all my girls. But they back then, I think they showed it more by... Um, as I said, giving you things and trying to give you a better life. But I'm the type of child, I needed those hands-on, the hugs and kisses. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, yeah, everyone's funny. Uh, it gets into uh, the person that wrote the book on the five romantic languages, your yeah, romance yeah. languages. And I right. think you, talk, you probably read that book. <laughs> yes, I did. And my, and language, I think it is my so love true. language is... is um, Hugs and kisses, and I love you. You know, it's not about all the gifts and things like that. I need that hands-on. And so many people do. And that's one of the things, too, is good. And uh, you were talking about believing yourself and knowing yourself. And spending. to me, it's about spending so much time with knowing who you are that right. helps you on that transformation journey. Um, and then now I want to talk a little bit about um, 
you you are done so many things. I mean, it's just really you're all over the place. And I said, my goodness, I don't even know where to start because when we start talking about all of your varied experiences from being an expert on beauty, you, you're lecturing, you've been a celebrity judge for beauty pageants, you know a lot about beauty. And obviously, you know a lot about how to present uh, oneself. Um, and then you are doing a lot of things that have changed your life with mission work and a medical mission team uh, to the Gambia. So I want to talk a little bit about about that part of your life, um, Florence, because I think it's so interesting how you have gotten involved with that. So tell us how, what motivated you to move into this direction of, you know, being this person and coming out with a book and, and writing about beauty on the physical, mental, and spiritual level. I just want to take a little time to talk about that. Okay. Well, you know, um, Doctor, there are two things that help me work all juggle all these roles. Prayer and my appointment book. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> I have to get my priorities straight. You know, uh-huh. um, you have to learn what's really most important. No matter where I am in the world, I start my day with prayer and exercise. And okay. then I look at my appointment book and see, okay, what is next? And I, I began to realize, for, as a matter of fact, that I was really just overwhelmed because I was doing so many things. Mm-hmm. And I had to do a little bit less and really focus on one or two things and do them well. So I would also sometimes like have a day, okay, this is my day for my career. This is, this is, of course, if anytime the phone rang, if it was my son, I answered. So he didn't have a day. He had every day. <laughs> but you, you have to really um, get organi- organization. That's the word. And you have to pray about it. Okay, Lord, you know what I'm going to do. Let me know what is your will for me this day. And I always start my day that way. Okay, that's good. So uh, being focused, starting your prayer, uh, starting your day, uh, each day with prayer and exercise, I like that. And then looking at your appointment book. Or if you don't have an appointment book, get organized and think about what am I to do today? Because each day cannot, brings... Um, if, you, if you miss something, for instance, I have a list of things, my to-do book. Because mm-hmm. you, know, you can see I'm old-fashioned. Most people do it on their phones or iPads. I, I still use that book. And if something doesn't get done, you do it the next day. You move it. You don't worry that, oh, I didn't get everything done I was supposed to get done today. Because I used to be that way. Oh, no, I didn't get this done. You can't do that. You have to just um, and enjoy the journey. You can't wait until you reach your goals. I love that. I love that. Tell us about uh, some of the things that you've talked about. Uh, you talk about beauty. And I know uh, many years, I, I, along with other people, have been so mesmerized with your compelling voice. And I'm so glad I've gotten a chance to get to know you and be up close and personal because I get so excited with your energy and your beauty. So tell us, I'm going to ask you, Florence, this, tell us your beauty secrets. <laughs> well, first of all, doctor, you know, there are no secrets. You know, everything I've been doing, people have been doing through the ages. And in Hollywood, we are so, so, uh, um, put such importance on youth and beauty. Mm-hmm. We, we don't appreciate age and the wisdom that comes with age. And I have to tell you, I got hung up in the two, you know, just with everybody mm-hmm. else. 
because people would start telling me how I looked the first, you know, of course that's what people first know. So I became very aware of how I looked and to put a lot of time into how I looked, putting together my clothes, making sure my hair was, you know, just right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And because I got caught up in this whole, you know, Hollywood beauty and youth thing, I looked in the mirror one day and it's like, oh, I'm not a girl anymore. I'm a woman. And it was a shock. <laughs> so I had to start dressing like a woman. In other words, the miniskirts go. You know, dress. It doesn't mean I have to dress frumpy, but be a woman and, 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 and age gracefully. Uh, I, know, I, I know a woman who is um, uh, a professional, and she's my size. or smaller than I am, actually, so she can wear just about anything. She dresses like a teenager, and it looks ridiculous because she's in her 50s. You know, oh, wow. you know, wow. we, we have yeah. to be careful and be, we have to be secure with ourselves. That being secure does not mean you don't look your best. Does not mean if you want to have mm-hmm. your nose done, do it. If you want to have your eye, whatever, but be secure in yourself and know that you're still going to be that same person no matter how you change yourself. I tell the lady, look, you can buy a face and you can buy a body and there's nothing wrong with it but you cannot buy your soul or your character. That's true. Uh, which lets me segue over into your, your book, because you've got this fantastic book that's coming out. And the, the interesting thing about it, uh, your book, is that you, you're talking about seasoned women or senior women. So when we, we think of senior women, again, you're looking at, are we talking about women over 50 or women in their 40s uh, when you talk about beauty, physical, mental, and spiritual? Well, actually, it's for everybody, even young girls, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. the book is Let Your Light Shine. You know, not let your light shine, let your light shine. But I do um, gear it more toward women who are 40 and over because women, something happens to women when they get 40. They start feeling old and they start feeling, do you know, I do half marathons. I did my first marathon when I was in my 60s. So I want ladies to know it's Mm -hmm. never too late to start with your health, with your look. You can, you can recreate yourself at any age because a lot of them, that's the first thing they say, oh, yeah, but I'm too old now. No, you're not. You know, it's never too old to start taking care of yourself, to start loving yourself and knowing that God loves you. you know, God loves you just the way you are. And if you want to change something, that's okay. But make sure that you're, what you're doing is beautifying the real you and not mm-hmm. trying to look like some model on a magazine. And that's interesting because um, do you feel that a lot of women come to you today, um, and particularly in some of the circles that you're with, really wanting to be have that emphasis more on uh, the outer rather than the inner? Right. And then they ask me what I do. They don't do it. Like there will be a woman who's overweight and she's eating this ice cream. Girl, how did you stay so small? She's not <laughs> going to, to be disciplined enough to do it. You know what so I'm it saying? takes it takes it takes so much discipline. A lot uh, of discipline. I even there are times when I do, eat things I shouldn't do or don't, you know, mm-hmm. do something I should be doing, exercising my vocal exercise. You know, nobody's perfect. So when you slip a day, you just take the next day and pick up where you left off. Now, Florence, you've never been overweight. Have you ever been over the size you wanted to be and had to cut back and do some things? Well, sort of yes. I because now I'm. I'm at the size I don't want to be any bigger. However, 
I don't want to be as small as I used to be. I mean, I can't even get my thighs in the pants I used to wear. I was like a zero. <laughs> Join that the would club. Look Join the good club. On me at my age. You, you know, when I see older women that are trying to be a size two. Well, some of them may look good, but you know, you look drawn if you're too small. You know, you need some. I tell them even a dog likes a little meat on the bone. You know, so I don't want to be skinny. What I, what I would like to do for my waist to be smaller, and I know how to do it when I get disciplined enough, I'll do it. But I've never really been overweight. I basically was a size, you know, four four or six. I won't mm-hmm. be a size four again. I gave away all the size fours. I'm just being realistic, you know. And and that's okay because there comes a time, I think, too, when all of us have to look in the mirror and accept the fact that we're no longer, you know, 22 yeah. any longer. It's hard to do. <laughs> and, you know, but... Uh, I, every day, you know, I, I'm I'm into this mode of telling people, you know, transformational change takes work. Yeah. Uh, and what happens oftentimes, and I'm not being judgmental, but people wanna they wanna bypass the work. That's and right. but there there are things that you must do to get the results. And when I was younger, I would eat a pint of ice cream and not gain an ounce. I can't do that now. Not that I would eat that because I uh, have a whole different diet now. I'm much healthier. I mean, I used to always eat healthy, but I would eat junk. You know, I would eat ice cream, and I was addicted to sugar at one time. But um, but I can't do that now because my metabolism is different, and I have to accept myself and love myself the way I am. And I think that's wonderful. You do a great job of doing that. Thanks. You know. Florence, um, one of the things I note about you is that you have been very involved with mission work Mm. and volunteer work. Tell us, and some of the listeners out there, how this has added to your life. I'll tell you, when I was in Africa and taught those little children, I taught the little children um, this little light of mine. And every time that they'd see me, they'd say, let it shine, let it shine. And I used hand puppets for them. I must say, when you see people transform, when they accept Jesus, it is so amazing. But on the other hand, something else touched my heart. Yes, I fell in love with the African people, especially the children, Mm -hmm. uh, because I went on a medical mission, and my job was to entertain the people while they were in line because there were hundreds, I mean hundreds of people that walked miles with no shoes in the hot sand to get just an aspirin. So we had a place set up where I would have them singing and, and entertain them while they were waiting. I enjoyed that thoroughly, and I would do it again. However, my heart says there are people in the United States that need help. I don't have to just go to another country. I think, as my grandmother used to say, charity begins at home. We need There are people in our own family who need to be ministered to. There are people down the street. We, ha- we must remember that don't just leave home to help. Help here also. Yes. That is so wonderful. And I go down to um, the Ann Douglas Center on Skid Row in Los Angeles. I Mm -hmm. also work with the homeless in my church in Van Nuys. And it's such a wonderful, wonderful, rewarding feeling, the love that these people give you. And I know I have experienced many, many travels in Africa, and 
I love going over there and helping and uh, ministering to people uh, yes. in the continent of Africa. You know, um, clearly, you have really been a star, I think, that shines, not think, I know, that shines for God. And it's just so, I mean, I'm so honored just to have you on the show today and just to share your heart. Now, if you had to just share just to a listener out there or some listeners who are going through some things, some of the things we've talked about today, trying, they're shy, um, trying to get themselves together, trying to focus, but they're having challenges in every area. You know, Florence, there are some people that are having challenges in every areas of their lives. Uh, when we start to compartmentalize physical, spiritual, emotional, psychological, believe it or not, there's some people who are reaching out and they need help. And when I talk about this show, transformation for success, simply it means there must be change. So if you could just share about five principles that you'd like to share with the listeners today from your experiences, do that. One thing I want to share with them is you're not alone. As successful as I am and have been, I am facing challenges also. But people mm-hmm. don't need to know it. They don't want to know. You hold your head up. You dress well. That doesn't have to cost money. You go to Sears or wherever. Dress well. Eat well. Again, none of this has to cost money. Exercise. Walk down. Walking. Great exercise. But keep your head up. Look like you want to feel. Also, I would tell them, to read uh, Isaiah 41.10 every day. It says, Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. But don't just read it. Believe it. Take it into your heart. Live it. And help somebody else. I don't care how bad off you are. There's always somebody you can help. No, maybe you can't. You don't necessarily have to give them money or give them anything. Give them a smile. Give them some encouragement. You'll That's find right. this lift you up so much when you have encouraged someone else. People don't talk. I walk around our lake here, and when I first started walking, nobody spoke to anybody. And I would say, good morning, good morning. Now when I walk, sometimes I may be in deep thought. If I don't, mm-hmm. if I don't say anything, they look at me. Well, good morning. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just, just we have to really learn that love is a verb. You, you say I love you, you first, and you also have to learn to love yourself. It took me a long time to love myself because I did not like myself. I didn't like mm-hmm. the way I looked. I didn't like the way I sounded. The Bible says, "Love your neighbor as you love yourself." Well, if you don't love yourself, how are you going to love someone else? You can't. You simply can't. Yes. Well, you know, I I know that the listeners have really enjoyed the success principles and all the words that you shared today. I mean, it's been interesting to sort of get into who Florence really is, knowing this beautiful, talented, intelligent woman once was shy and still had some challenges that she faced, even oh, when yeah. she was an adult. Oh, and yes. Matter of fact, no. I talk about it in my one-woman show. I have a one-woman show called Just As I Am, where I just tell them about the real me. And if I can ask one thing of your listeners, I would say, please pray for me. Pray that 
I continue to hear God because I'm challenged just as you are. And I, I need prayer just as everyone else does. And that's wonderful to say that, too, because a lot of people who, you know, are successful, and then we have this image of them that they never have anything that happens mm. to them. But there are many challenges we all face in yes. today's world, some good, some bad, some right. ugly. Right. And there are many people I know out there that you are brokenhearted, you're disappointed, disillusioned, and locked into what you think is a standstill mode. Afraid, afraid to pursue your dreams. And it's empowering and inspirational to hear stories of successful individuals like Florence LaRue, who's met many of the challenges that you're facing right now, and she's overcome them with success, but she's still on a journey to overcome. And whatever you're dreaming, dream big, because you can have whatever dream that you believe you can have. I know sometimes today, I I just felt today like Florence just sort of really getting that message out there because I can feel in my spirit that there's so many people out there that need to know life is a journey Mm -hmm. of carving away at worry and doubt and fear and all the other negative emotions. And not only negative emotions, but negative people that hold you back from pursuing your dream. And it's not who you are that holds you back. It's who you think you are not that holds you back. But once you recognize and connect with the pure potential that God has placed in you, there's no stopping like you, Florence. There's no stopping that energizing power (laughs) in you to take a leap of faith and move to the next step in your life. Now, Florence... Tell us, what's your next step? <laughs> My next step is to, uh, I've gotten over the fear, is to do more solo performing uh, mm-hmm. while with the fifth dimension, when the fifth dimension isn't working, to present my one-woman show, because that's very encouraging, because it tells of my journey and yes. some of the things that yes. I've gone through um, of um, molestation as a child, things like that, and how I've overcome them. So uh, that's my next step, is doing my one-woman show and my cabaret show. That wonderful. Pursuing your dream and, and taking a chance is what you're doing, and I, and I love that. So one of the things as we close and wrap up the show today, I want to thank you again, Florence, for coming and for having taking time from your busy schedule and block and putting me in on the schedule to talk with me today. And I just want to share with all the listeners that, as Florence did, begin from a place of humility oh, and, yeah. and, and facing the reality of the harm that you might have done yourself. The harm you might have done yourself is not forgiving yourself. And sometimes, as Florence mentioned, having something happen in her life, it was a tragedy, but learning to realize that it wasn't her fault, that she was not a victim, but a victor, and that we can overcome anything. Decide that you want to be more than you've ever been. Be committed and driven, if you will. Yes, driven to accomplish and overcome the challenges. And sometimes they're challenges that we think we may have. Because I firmly believe that each one of us is born with a life purpose that God has given us and a dream. But identifying it, acknowledging it, 
And honoring it is perhaps the most important action that we can take. So I want to encourage you today, after listening to this story of this beautiful woman and what she's accomplished and still accomplishing, I want to challenge each of you to take time before the end of this week, this is Tuesday, to understand what you are here to do. Because when you do, you will pursue it with passion and enthusiasm. Without a purpose in life, it's easy to get sidetracked. It's easy to wander and drift and accomplish little. And you wake up one day, you're 40 or you're 50, and you say, what have I done with my life? Well, know that everything in life has a purpose. You have a purpose. Slow down. Pay attention to your heart, for out of it flows the issues of life. What is the issue? What's not working for you? Think about what is working for you and keep doing what is working for you. So, again, Florence, I can't thank you enough. Honey, I hope we'll see each other really soon. And I oh, wish yes. all of God's blessings on your one-woman show. I know it's going to be great in any endeavor that you put your hand to because truly God is with you. Well, thank and you, and may he be with you also. Thank you so much. And listen next week as I have another dynamic guest with an incredible story, and you won't want to miss this challenging story of transformation. And this is your success coach, Dr. Barbara Young, signing off now until next Tuesday. In the meantime, be inspired, be challenged, be encouraged, and be forever transformed. God bless you all. Have a great week. And thank you again, Miss Florence LaRue. We appreciate you joining us for Transformation for Success. Please join your host, Dr. Barbara Young, again next Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time. That's 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have an outstanding week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.